0: WWE stars signing off Twitch this weekend. Plus, a Raw star reacts to a name change and one of the UK's toughest signs on the dotted line. For Friday, October the 30th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. I didn't know how I couldn't wrestle anymore. Something that I lived a breed sh*t wrestling since I was a fucking fetus, dude. And it got ripped away from me and i had to find something that even filled a little bit of that and twitch was doing such a wonderful thing for me it was, it's such a wonderful place for me i honestly have got to the point i cannot deal with this company anymore we talked last month about how wwe are going to be taking more control over their contractors third-party social media platforms, things like Cameo and Twitch and many others going forward. This has led to many making the decision uh, to close down their Twitch accounts completely. AJ Styles, Mia Yim, Cesaro and others signed off over the last day or so, telling their communities within their Twitch channels that they are suspending Twitch activity for the time being. Paige was in the middle of a Twitch stream last night, as you heard at the very beginning there. She found out the news while streaming and she had quite a few poignant things to say about it, saying, quote, I've honestly gotten to the point where I cannot deal with this company anymore. Now I have to make a very important decision. They don't realize that this community isn't about subs. We build a community and a family where this is an escape for a lot of people, including myself. I can't wrestle anymore. My whole dream got taken away. I had to have something that fulfilled that huge void. That I'd lost with wrestling. Twitch was a wonderful thing for me. It's such a wonderful place for me. I'm in my house going crazy and I need something to keep me sane. Twitch was my escape. I had my neck taken away from me twice. You can't take away my Twitch too. Paige has vowed to continue streaming And see what happens. AJ Styles also put out a message to his Twitch community on the Styles Clash Discord saying, as many of you know, WWE is making some changes that involve streaming. We will see what the future holds in that regard. With that being said, I'll be suspending Styles Clash stream. This isn't goodbye, but this is see you sometime in the future. Thank you again for your support. WWE has said that they want wrestlers to continue to stream on Twitch, and there is some conversations that say it may even become mandatory at some point for certain performers to stream on Twitch. It's just a case that they are wanting to take control of that third-party platform. Now, this brings up the conversation once again. popular conversation about independent contractors and the rights of said independent contractors. Now, because WWE hire the performers to work for them, they are on essentially a freelance basis for them. So really there's nothing, there's nothing that prevents them in a normal world from doing stuff on Twitch. However, the issue comes back to the fact that they are using uh, their platform, which they have built through WWE in order to gain uh, not just a a, uh, an online presence but also a financial uh, revenue stream as well wwe claiming that well if you're doing that with our name then we want some of that as well we'll see how this plays out i think we'll see stars returning to twitch i think we'll see some people joining twitch as well in this new initiative that wwe is planning but you'll see a lot of your favorites for the time being signing off from third party social media streaming platforms for a little while Seems like a poignant time to talk about WWE's third quarter 2020 results. So they had the earnings call yesterday and here are some of the numbers of how WWE has held, held up in 2020. So revenue, $221.6 million, up 19%. So they've made an extra $35 million in 2020 so far. Uh, operating income was $63.4 million. That is an increase of nine times, up to $57 million increase for the operating income. WWE network paid subscribers is up by 6%, now at $1.6 million. Digital view, video views also increased by 3% to $9.2 billion. 342 million hours consumed, a 3% increase across all platforms online, digital and social. E-commerce revenue, 9.1 million, up 60%. So this really offsets uh, the loss of merchandise sales from the venues, which, of course, because the company hasn't been touring, is zero. And also with that as well, I mean, there is certainly going to be some discussions on There must be part of the business that says we're quite happy just to have this going forward because... Whilst you miss that live atmosphere from the crowds, they have more than offset the losses they've made this year by just boosting other areas of the business. Uh, They talked about the television ratings as well. Uh, This is something that has been something we've talked about over the last year. We've seen Raw ratings uh, reaching close to record lows. We've seen NXT uh, regularly losing out to the war in AEW on a Wednesday night. Uh, Vince talked about it. He said TV ratings were, quote, one one of our many measurements. When you look at total, we have far more fans now than we have ever had. When you look at television ratings, it is what it is. Not to say we don't want to increase them, of course we do. Aside from that, our total audience is much bigger. So you can't just hang your hat on ratings are down. Without question, we have a mothership. And we do with Raw and Smackdown. From there, clips and comments and other videos take it to the next week or even the next year. We are never off the air. It is fine to say ratings are down. I wanted to give you a bit of color in terms of that overall viewpoint. So that's Vincent McMahon talking about TV ratings. A few other notes that came from some of the Q&As. Following the the earnings call, WWE say they are looking at options to expand the WWE network. This is something they continue to do anyway. Uh, In terms of licensing opportunities with the network, uh, there's global partners and domestic partners they're in conversations with regularly. They're working with Sony India to hold an event in the country in 2021. They also would like to develop more Indian wrestling stars as a result of that as well. Uh, No comments on the length of the NXT deal with the USA Network. We had conversations recently as well about the possibility of NXT moving to a different day. Those conversations seem to have silenced for the time being, but they have said with regards to the NXT show being on USA as opposed to the network, they're happy enough with where it is because WWE Network subscriptions have held up without... The, uh, the NXT character dangle. So the big pull for having the WWE Network for a while was you get NXT. Well, now you you do, but on a multiple week delay. But they say that the Network subscriptions have held up really well despite that. In terms of the Thunderdome and life beyond Thunderdome, the uh, CFO Christina Salen said there'll be some kind of center for the foreseeable future. They say that into 21, there is going to be, again, this Element of the Thunderdome, whether that means inviting fans back at some point, but even so, there doesn't look like there's a a massive plan to get back touring anytime soon, nor has an answer given on when fans will be back at shows completely. We know that WrestleMania is something that they are very much considering. They want to look to get 20,000 people into the Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania in Tampa next year. But in terms of hitting the road And doing it the old-fashioned way, we don't know when that will happen. The other big noteworthy thing that came from the call is the revelation that WWE are going to be working with Netflix. They have reached what they call, quote, a groundbreaking deal. And they're going to be producing a multi-part documentary on the life of Vince McMahon. That is said, according to to the conference call yesterday to be one of the highest budgeted documentaries in Netflix history. The Ringers' Bill Simmons will be the executive producer on the documentary. And Chris Smith, who directed the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix, uh, will direct the McMahon documentary as well. Uh, Simmons, a lifelong professional wrestling fan. He was key in getting the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO back in the day. And he's done some great work in sort of working alongside HBO Sports and WWE. So he's he's got the foundations of a wrestling fan and an excellent producer to bring this to life. And yeah, Chris Smith, the Fire Festival documentary was incredible. So he'll be somebody, an interesting figure to bring in for this documentary. No idea on when this is coming out, but it was just announced in the call yesterday. It's going to be a big deal. Next month, we are the main event of WrestleCrate. If you follow us on Twitter at Cultaholic by now, you will have seen the WrestleCrate exclusive shirts that will be in the next box. It's a beauty and you can't buy it at CultaholicShop.com. Sign up to WrestleCrate using the code Cultaholic and you get an autograph bundle in your next mystery box. You can sign up right now at WrestleCrate.co.uk. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June. Some Matt Riddle news came down the wire as Matt Riddle now has a new name. He will simply be referred to as Riddle. Going forward, we've dropped the mat. Now, according to Fightful, Vince McMahon made the call to change Riddle's name himself. And this came only in the last couple of days. So it came following his match with Sheamus on Monday Night Raw. And Vince McMahon loved the match. He was really fired up about it, according to Fightful. And he was so happy with the match and the intensity that Matt Riddle showed that he wanted to change the character up a little bit. And in doing so, by presenting him in a more serious light... They wanted to drop the name matt and simply refer to him as riddle this is something that has already been changed online at wwe.com many people against this idea It's it's a bit of a common wwe trope at this point for WWE to drop people's first names. Of course, Antonio Cesaro became Cesaro. Alexander Rusev became Rusev. Andrade Cien Almas, exception to the rule. He dropped his surname. He just became Andrade. Uh, But Matt Riddle seems all right with this, or rather Riddle seems all right with this. He tweeted out, People, it's okay. I've been called Riddle most of my life. I actually prefer it. And it's my real name. Hashtag bro. Hashtag stallion. Hashtag Riddle. There was no doubt among many fans that this particular week, NXT won the Wednesday Night War. Halloween Havoc scored big, not just with the fans, but in the ratings as well. 876,000 viewers for NXT's Halloween Havoc special, up 36% week on week. Meanwhile, Dynamite, 781,000, up 3% but still beneath NXT. This is the best NXT viewership of the year. The best number they have drawn since roughly this time last year. It was an episode of NXT that drew 916,000 viewers. It was a gr- Halloween Havoc was a great show. If you don't mind your wrestling being very silly, then it's the best show of the year. I graded it A-plus on the YouTube channel because it was just the most fun to watch. Such a quality show. Congratulations to all involved. I loved it. Fightful Select is reporting that WWE pulled Zaya Lee from the amateur kickboxing event she was advertised for this weekend now according to report WWE was actually not aware that she was actually going to do the show until she announced it online WWE pulled her from the event and this is said to have upset her according to the report from Fightful all of those that we spoke to within the company understood why WWE would pull her but she didn't understand why and thought that WWE wasn't giving her respect. The reason we're seeing more of Zaya Lee on NXT as well is actually down to Zaya Lee herself. Sean Ross Sapp reported that Zaya Lee approached Triple H and said, "I should be on TV more often." And Triple H said, "Yeah, okay, we'll put you on." That's that's how it works. Triple H was really impressed with Zaya Lee's initiative, and hence she is now featured on TV more. So while Xia isn't allowed to do the combat event outside of the company, Jake Hager in AEW certainly was. He earned himself a split decision win in his return to Bellator. He stepped into the cage last night and got a split over Brandon Colton. He stays undefeated. Two judges scoring the fight, 29-28 for Hager. That's his first fight that went past the first round. Uh, he had the AEW logo on his uh, fi- on his fight tights as well. He had an inner circle T-shirt worn to the cage. That's some nice brand synergy there. Thunder Rosa has been a talking point in the industry for the last couple of days. So there was speculation during the rounds that she was going to go to WWE. Speculation that she was about to sign with AEW. She kept us all guessing. She put out that video where she wrote all the wrestling companies' names on her thigh. She's kept us all very intrigued. She, in her own words, melted the internet this week. Uh, she is, however, still under contract to Billy Corgan's NWA. This is what Billy Corgan has revealed in a post on Instagram saying that she is under contract with the National Wrestling Alliance through to 2021. Quote, and there's a reason for that. It's called excellence and faith. So if you are hoping to see Thunder Rosa turning up in WWE before the end of the year, it's not looking likely she's remaining with NWA. But there is the working relationship with NWA and AEW. So I don't think we've seen the last of Thunder Rosa on AEW Dynamite. Lana was chatting about some previous gimmicks that she pitched on her YouTube channel. She was doing a Halloween costume haul video, her and Miro. And she revealed that when she was in developmental, she had to pitch some ideas to Dusty Rhodes. She said, quote, I had to put a pitch into Dusty. I basically pitched the idea for me to be a ninja. I pitched doing this Harley Quinn thing, like the original Harley Quinn with her face covered. He was like, you can't cover your face. So I just became a super mean Russian. So there you go. Lana was nearly a ninja. Do do with that information what you will. And last night on NXT UK, it was confirmed that WWE has signed top UK indie star Rampage Brown. He is officially on his way to the UK strand of NXT. They aired a video yesterday that set up his arrival on the show. Rampage Brown previously has worked for WWE. He was part of Florida Championship Wrestling many moons ago. Ended up leaving the company and and going and finding his own way through wrestling, former Progress World and Atlas Champion. He was part of World of Sport Wrestling some years ago as well. And this is his big return to WWE. And it looks as if they're going to put him immediately in a feature role. He'll be making his NXT UK debut very, very soon. Also last night on NXT UK, Volta and Ilya Dragunov put on what many believe, myself included, to be the best NXT UK match of the year. Or I would almost say the best NXT UK match ever. Up there with Volta and Tyler Bate from TakeOver. If you watch one match from NXT UK this week, it has to be that one. They just absolutely went for it. It was an incredible match. Love you by Friday today on the Cultaholic Twitch channel. Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. If you want to be a part of our live phone-in show on our Twitch channel, it's at 2 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time. You can call in and chat about wrestling, life, whatever, really. It's you connected to the isolation station for an hour at twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. On the Cultaholic podcast feed this weekend, it's a brand new episode of the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. We go back to simpler times in 1995, where we are watching every single episode of Monday Night Raw. You can join us for that tomorrow. Also on the YouTube channel this weekend, ha! Oh. Oh, God. Well, I'm I'm excited Sunday afternoon Adam Pacitti begins Hell in a Smell 3 the first Hell in a Cell featured Adam locked in a room with smelly items and a fish on his head Hell in a Smell 2 featured Adam Pacitti locked in a room filled with smelly items and a squid on his head we have to up the ante for Hell in a Smell 3 I've got together with the lads, and I think we've upped the ante. You'll find out on Sunday at youtube.com forward slash Cultaholic. It's going to be amazing. I will speak to you next week. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. I didn't think the ref saw. No! You twat, Jeff! You fucking! You dick! Matt's better. Matt was always better, you. Oh. Oh, God, that means the, the feud's continuing as well. Right, well, there you go. We've got a new Cultaholic heavyweight champion. His name's Sam Driver. He's held it a billion times. I've never held it on my own. And. And that means that next. Sunday. I will be subjected. To Hell in a Smell. Three. Three. I didn't, I I shouldn't be doing these anymore. I was ducking out of reactions and predictions and then COVID happened. And here I am a week away from being sat in the room with something horrible again. What can he, what can he do to top it?